Now more than ever, it's important to show support for your team and your community. Visa and the National Football League know that local businesses help your community move the ball down the field. Small businesses everywhere are overcoming challenges in these new times, thanks to teammates like you and Visa. Because when everyone pitches in, everyone benefits. Being loyal to local businesses ignites growth and supports all of us and our communities. Because they know that where you shop matters, Visa urges you to support local retailers who are making shopping safe and reliable. Remember, tap to pay with a contactless Visa wherever you see the contactless symbol to help support your community. Visa, official partner of the NFL. This is the Civilized Barking Podcast with Zach Jackson. Hey everybody, it's Civilized Barking. I'm Zach Jackson going solo today. We are about four days out from the Browns getting back on the field. A long week, which I think will benefit the Browns. Of course, they're at 1-1 one and one after last Thursday's win. Uh, far from perfect, but mandatory. Uh, but encouraging, at least on the offensive side, uh, with Miles Garrett making plays. Um, Should have beat the Bengals, did. So really you look at all that was lost and all that this team was up against with all the change and playing the Ravens in week one. Um, I always said, I wrote this, I've said it here, I believe, you know, two preseason games for the Browns. They just happened to be division games. To get out one and one, um, no complaints. And if you are ascending, if you are improving, and, and really you should be by all rights and having this extra practice time and just rest and recovery time for the J.C. Treaders and the Jack Conklins and your receivers, really everybody, um, even the young guys mentally. I mean, Jedrick Wills, I think, has, has been very solid and maybe even better than that. Um, mentally, man, he's got to be beat. So one-on-one. Uh, with Washington coming to town, a team that has a daunting defense, a team that has no offense, a team that you know also has a first-year coach that really talent-wise does not stack up. The Browns have to be 2-1. and one. And it doesn't mean the Browns will go to the Super Bowl. It doesn't mean they will make the playoffs. But if they want to finally you know put a season together, finally eventually crack 500 and contend for the playoffs and not get everybody fired and everybody changed at the end of the year, the bar's low here and embrace that, right? So for all those things to start to change, you have to be 2-1 and one for the first time since 2011. You have to have a winning record for the first time in 2,100 days. All that is at stake on Sunday. So um, here's what we're going to do on this podcast. And by we, I mean me. And thank you guys for listening and reading. As always, going to go a little bit just position by position. Uh, what we've seen in two games, what needs to be seen, uh, you know, where, where things might go, where a change might be made. And then I'm going to take some asking Jackson questions. So, um, again, it is Thursday morning. You'll hear this Thursday afternoon, Friday into the weekend. By by Thursday afternoon or Friday morning, there'll be an asking Jackson mailbag column up. Uh, you can go read this weekend, Browns. You can go back and read our game coverage from last week. But you know, we'll start with the quarterback. Obviously, it was a nightmare for Baker. Uh, week one, much better in week two. I thought Kevin Stefanski uh, was really good on a lot of fronts. Not only getting Baker some confidence and getting some throws, get him out of the pocket and really attack a weak Bengals defense, um, as he did not only on the play action, because not only did Odell catch the touchdown, but he would have had another one. William Jackson grabbed his jersey, and frankly, they didn't call it. 
but just kind of showing what this offense can be. And I think it's going to be several weeks we're going to see bits and pieces. I mean, you can't just throw 100 plays at these guys or you can't just expect them to excel in, in what you do, even if you only have 10 or 12 plays. You know, you're going to need time to work it out and add things. And um, the bootleg game, the play-action game is going to be a part of it. So hitting Odell deep for touchdowns is awesome. I think sooner than later it's going to be hitting the tight ends. Uh, it certainly has to be the run game, but they got to throw. Baker has to play well, and he did. So um, Baker's now had three really good to great games against the Bengals. That's not an indictment. That's not a diss. That's just a fact. So take that for what it's worth. Uh, the Bengals are awful on defense, but he needed a confidence booster. He got it. The run game, A++++. Andy Janovich, pretty good fullback. We know what those running backs are. We've seen now a glimpse of how the Browns want to use them, how they can use them. Uh, really good and can drive this team, can help the defense by keeping them off the field, can help the quarterback by opening things up. Uh, just just super, super impressive. And, um, you know, kudos to that. We'll see where it continues to go. From there we go to the offensive line because they're tied together. <clears throat> um, you know, I think Jedrick Wills has been solid. I know Pro Football Focus had him. 24 pass block situations, only one pressure against the Bengals, who do have good rushers. Um, I believe I remember the one, and Baker did a great job of recognizing recognizing it, bailing, getting out of the pocket, rolling to his left, uh, making the play there. Um, that was impressive. You know, listening to Doug Deacon, who knows a hell of a lot more offensive line play than I do, he just says, you notice the athleticism with Wills, and, you know, as the experience comes, as the strength comes, uh, the Browns think he will continue to develop, but all accounts good. Wyatt Teller been really good. Um, you need a right guard to run and to roll right and to play action. Um, he, you know, you can count on Treader, right? You can count on Batonio. So Wyatt Teller's been awesome uh, by every metric. And then you've had to play two right tackles, but kudos to the Browns front office for the handling of the tackle situation this year because we'll see. You know, Conklin's got to get healthy and Wills has to develop, and it's not always going to be perfect. But instead of just cutting Chris Hubbard, they re-upped him, they kept him, he stepped in a right tackle. Uh, probably not going to be the last time he has to step in at some spot. Let's just be honest about that. So uh, kudos to all involved there. Chris Hubbard's a guy I like, and he's not a great player, uh, but he can be a valuable player. And, and so far in this season, he has been. You know, the tight end position, we haven't seen a ton from Austin Hooper. Um, we didn't need to in the last game. You know, I think his touches will come. The guy blocks his ass off. He's an important player. Uh, it was a big investment for the Browns. They're going to need him to deliver. I think that he will. Harrison Bryant been, I guess, a mild surprise. You know, the, the team thought from day one that he was a fourth-round steal. So, you know, he, he's out there a lot, um, not all the time, but more than anyone thought or anticipated. Some of that has to do with Njoku's injury. But good player, willing blocker, has caught just about everything. And uh, we'll see where he goes. I think, you know, I think he's a guy that's going to be at least an average to above average tight end in this league for a long time. And if you look around the league, um, teams can't find those guys. And if you look at what this offense can become, you need those guys. So plus all the way there in a, in a wide receiver, Odell, one nightmare, one good one. You know, I don't think Jarvis is a hundred percent, but you know, that guy's going to bring it every single Sunday or Thursday, whenever uh, the extra time off should help him. He should continue to ease himself in and no doubts about Jarvis Landry. So uh, one of the questions I get, and I want to address this, Pretty clear from the rotations, Kaderil Hodges, the third receiver on this team. And dozens of questions about Rashard Higgins. Guys, I know Rashard Higgins has made plays in the past, but we're that's going back two seasons. Um, 
All I'm going to tell you is Rashard Higgins was a free agent for months. So he wasn't in the Browns' plans, and there are 31 other teams in this league he was not in their plans. After the draft, after the Browns drafted a receiver, he came back on a minimum contract. Okay? Uh, Kadero Hodges clearly outplayed him. The Browns signed JoJo Natson to return kicks and occasionally get some slot touches. They drafted Peoples-Jones to bring along. Um, they kept Higgins. You know, he might need to produce, and he has gotten a little bit of run in both games. But let's not act like Jerry Rice is on the bench. Rashard Higgins is on the bench. And now this is the second staff that has chosen Kadero Hodge over Rashard Higgins. So say what you want about last year's staff, and the jury's still much, very much out on this year's staff. But this is the second staff that has told you that Kadero Hodge is in front of Rashard Higgins. Thank you. Hey guys, this football season is certainly different, but Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch this season. We went so long without sports. How can you miss a game? Monday night, Thursday night, of course, the Browns on Sunday. When you're watching, Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi Made for Football Watching. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. That's madeforfootballwatching.com. So football is back. It's time to watch games three, four, five, maybe six nights a week eventually. Fubo TV is maybe the best way to do it. F-U-B-O-T-V.com. FuboTV.com slash The Athletic is where you get this special price for Fubo TV. 15% off the first month. Later, you get the family plan. You get uh, the 30 hours of DVR, the local broadcasts, NBC included on the national feed. Uh, the NFL is back, guys. There's no better way to say it. And Fubo.tv will not disappoint. So it's FuboTV.com slash athletic to get 15% off your first month. You won't regret it. FuboTV.com slash athletics. Start your first month today. Uh, let's go to the defense. Defensive end, um, emergency situation. Vernon's hurt. I know people are pissed about that, um, wondering what the deal is. Got some asking Jackson questions. Guys, the reality is his money's guaranteed. This is his last year of his deal. He's been hurt now last year and this year. Uh, I don't know what else to tell you. Uh, Adrian Claiborne started the last game, had a big sack. Uh, that really in the scope of the game on the first drive, holding them to three turned out to be a big deal. But then he got hurt. So Port Augustine has played his ass off. You know, Port Augustine is, is your third or fourth rusher and a developing player is great. I don't think you want him out there playing 60 snaps, but really good story. Seems like a really good guy. Um, undrafted a year ago, the Saints signed him to their practice squad. They cut him. The Browns get him for nothing and he might be starting on Sunday. Might be starting multiple Sundays. Again, we'll see how that goes. You know, we hold Miles Garrett to a higher standard. We should for the money, for his talents. Um, uh, Quiet week one, but he's made turnover changing plays in two games now. He was all over the Bengals last week, as he should have been. Bobby Hart is one of the worst right tackles in the league, maybe in the history of football. And we'll see where Miles goes from here. The interior tackles have been awesome. Sheldon Richardson all over the place. Larry Ogunjobi, uh really solid in his contract year. And they're bringing along Jordan Elliott, uh, the rookie, who's done some nice things. You, you notice his athleticism. He belongs. So, and that's a guy that in two years, um, you know, has a chance to be a really plus, you know, really, really good player. Uh, as it is now, he's on a good track. And the Browns trust him when they need him. And again, over the course of the season, you're going to need all these guys. 
uh, the linebacker position just got awful. So let's lump the linebacker in the secondary here. Denzel Ward is playing great. Um, I go back to week one, the one that Mark Andrews catches. I mean, it's absolutely perfect coverage. Last week, he didn't skunk A.J. Green, but he came close. Um, I really laugh because in the comments section or somewhere on Twitter, you know, after I wrote the secondary was awful, someone tried to take exception to it. The Browns gave up 38 points in week one, guys. It could have been 68. Last week, the Browns completely dominated, did whatever they want on offense, and the game wasn't decided until they recovered an onside kick in the final 43 seconds because they could not stop a rookie quarterback. So uh, all that said, you know, getting Mac Wilson, Greedy Williams, and Kevin Johnson back as they should will be a boost. It comes down to having your dudes. And Mac Wilson, when he's healthy, he's going to play almost every snap. Um, Kevin Johnson's going to play a lot for this team, and Greedy Williams has been a starter. He's a second-round pick. Um, he's an exceptional athlete. Like, they need these guys. They haven't had them. So, you know, it's safety. The grades say it all about Sandejo. Ronnie Harrison was in for one play. He gave up a touchdown. I don't know what's happening there. Um, we will find out on Sunday. That's a strategy thing that the Browns aren't going to share. Um, Tavier Thomas is not an NFL defensive back. He's an NFL special teams player. He's had to play slot corner, so that's going to be a big upgrade. But we still have to see these linebackers make plays. Uh, you know, could eventually the Browns have to win a 41-40 game or something like that? Sure, but you don't you don't want to have to do that. You just don't. It's just not what anybody wants, and your secondary has to be good for many reasons. Um, this week is the last time you're going to see a quarterback that's that you can outmatch for a long time because you play the Cowboys and you play the Colts and. Uh, you play the Steelers, and then you play Joe Burrow again, you know, when he has some practice time and some prep time. So we will see uh, how that goes. But just, you know, uh, there, there's no other way to say it than than awful so far. And there's no other way to say it than, well, you know, there's a new scheme. There's a new coordinator. They've been missing three pretty important guys. So when they get those guys back, they have a chance to take a leap, and they need to take a big leap. So, um, diving into the Askin Jackson questions here. Um, let's see. Question from Steve Ridley. Can the Browns honestly compete with Baltimore and Pittsburgh if healthy and firing at all cylinders? Well, in week one, they couldn't compete with Baltimore. Uh, I believe it's week 14 or 15, the next time they see them, 14, I think. We will see. Can they compete with Pittsburgh? Sure. Uh, they beat Pittsburgh once last year. Now, Pittsburgh didn't have Ben. Uh, I look at the Pittsburgh defense. I see that the Browns have a long, long way to go offensively. But, you know, that game is in late October. Uh, Mid-October, the Browns have time. That, that That's what it comes down to, Steve. Uh, valid question, good question, and important question. You know, the Browns get this run game going. I think they can move it on anybody. It's not They're not just going to win with the run. And against the Steelers' defense, you you know you're going to need to be good, but uh, we'll see. That 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 is what it comes down to. Can you get in the playoffs? Finish in third in the AFC North? Sure. Uh, would that be progress? Absolutely. But you know, let, let's be honest about this, guys. To get to nine or ten wins, um, even though you play Jacksonville on both New York teams in the back half, and you play the Bengals again for one of your road games, and should beat Washington this weekend. You can't get swept by Pittsburgh and Baltimore and get to nine or ten wins, realistically, right? And if you do, do you belong? You know, I don't know. Like I said, th- this is a growing year, and those are the measuring stick games. I, I, I In May and June, uh, I've written and said, when are the Browns back? When they go to Heinz Field and win. That's what it is. Till that happens, 
we're talking about it. Um, question from Robbie. Zach, why is Frisman by far the best Jackson? That's, that's an interesting question. Um, question from Mark Brown. When does the decision have to be made on Baker's fifth-year option, and what do you think Andrew Barry will do? So that has to be due next May after the draft. So Baker's got 14 games left um, to show this organization he can be the guy for the future. And the Browns feel like they have done everything that they can from a personnel standpoint to give him a chance to succeed. They feel like this offense will fit him. And as he gets reps, gets time to master it, gets time to work with his coaches and with Case Keenum and these gifted receivers, that they will have, they, they feel like they will have a full and fair, honest evaluation of everything. Now, as far as the fifth-year option, which for Baker's class would be fully guaranteed and would, would lock the Browns into <clears throat> a lot of money in 2022. I think he would have to be really bad for that to not get picked up. But all options are on the table. And the reality of this season is, yes, we would like to see the Browns post a certain win total and break some of these streaks, specifically the losing seasons and all of that stuff. However, it comes down to knowing if you have your quarterback or not, um, especially because this offense – specifically is built to win now. So uh, they have the whole offseason to explore that. They have all 14 games and, and whatever to to look and to know, and then what, what are your options going to be? Um, you know, you don't want to be in that quarterback pool. I mean, even if he flops, right, you probably wouldn't be drafting high enough to get one of the blue, blue chip guys. Do you really want to be in that veteran quarterback pool of, uh, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with Cam Newton. If he keeps playing like this, he's certainly not going to be back on the market. I don't know what's going to happen with Phil Rivers. He's my age, right? You know, do you want to be doing the Andy Dalton dance? So <clears throat> we'll see. We'll see. Um, they back Baker. They have backed Baker with their actions. And um, we have seen Baker play well. Does he need to be better to earn, to deserve that commitment? To be the guy, yes. Uh, could anybody give an honest judgment right now on how it's going to be, on how he's going to play the next month, let alone the next three months? No. And really, what you know, what could you ask for? Uh, him or the team? Uh, a chance to go do it? And he will. Um, question from Dave. With the IX Center closing, any chance the Haslams would be interested in building a new stadium there? <clears throat> that seems uh, wild and, and no. Um you know, I don't know what's going to happen with the stadium. I know that they made a big mistake by not going the Indianapolis route 20-some years ago and, and building an indoor all-purpose facility, but I can't imagine that that would happen. Hey, guys, talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually we just brush it off. We blame ourselves. We say, I lost my mojo, or we avoid it altogether. I had a long day at work, or I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about. With a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication, it's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all for the, from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet, and getting started is also simple. You go to GetRoman.com barking, and complete an online visit. That's GetRoman.com slash Barking for your online visit. 
GetRoman.com slash barking today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash barking. GetRoman.com slash barking. Question from Brian. Asking Jackson, a reasonable expectation for the 2020 Browns is for the coaching staff to be professional, translating to minimal on-field embarrassment. What's your vibe on this staff, on if this staff is building the accountable culture they promise? Well, Brian, I would say you're absolutely right in that being a reasonable expectation. I would say you're absolutely right in that if this team just has improved discipline, um, makes some smart decision, get, gets in and out of the huddle, uh, that they have a chance to be much better than last year's team on many fronts. I can't sit here and give you any personal assessment of – I have met one guy on this staff. I mean, COVID has limited our access, our vibe to everything. We watched camp for two weeks from 70 to 150 yards away. Um, I'll say this. I appreciate and believe in, to a large extent – what Andrew Barry and Stefanski have done in terms of having a vision of addressing certain positions of knowing what they want it to look like in making decisions such as the Kareem Hunt signing, such as getting Jedrick Wills under contract for a long time, such as just saying, we don't have a better option. We're going to be the first team to pay Austin Hooper and, and he's going to be our a one tight end for minimum two years and maybe five. I like that. I don't know that we've always had that, but I can't give you any personal vibe, um, you know, on where this is going to go and how they're going to fix the defense, quite frankly. So uh, we will see how that goes. Question from Brant. How much of the defensive woes will be solved by figuring out how to get Sandejo and Tavier Thomas off the field as much as possible? I already addressed the Tavier Thomas part of that. Um, as far as Sandejo, like I said, I don't know. Guys, and I know Grand Delp, a great loss. They had big plans for him, big belief in his talent. However, as a 21-year-old rookie, I'm not sure he was going to be playing a full-time role right away anyway. So, you know, they, they tried to pivot to plan B and get to Ronnie Harrison. I will not be shocked if Ronnie Harrison is the free safety um, come Sunday, but we're not talking about Ronnie Lott here. We're talking about Ronnie Harrison, who was given away by the Jaguars. So he has started games. Um, he is under contract for two years. He's a big athletic guy. Um, is he better than Sandejo? Well, you would hope so. Uh, let's just be honest about that. But really, because we don't know this scheme and, and because we haven't seen the guys, there there is mystery with how Joe Woods is going to use his linebackers. You know, last year's defensive coordinator, Steve Wilkes, was three safeties a lot. Um, the Browns don't really have three safeties. So, you know, is Greedy immediately going to play over Terrence Mitchell? Could Greedy or Terrence Mitchell play inside if Kevin Johnson isn't ready for a full snap load? You know, Kevin Johnson really only played about half the snaps last year for Buffalo. Uh, was that, you know, and really only 40% of those in the slots. So although he looks to be the slot corner for this team and he looked great in camp before suffering that freakish uh, lacerated liver, um, you know, we really don't know, you know, where, where he will be going forward. So um, let's see, some dumb questions. Um, here's a question that I just addressed. Do you think the return of Greedy, KJ, and Mac will make a huge difference? And specifically, you know, defending wide receivers and their slot receivers and tight ends? Absolutely. Um, question, I know nothing about offensive line play. How has Will's transition gone? I kind of addressed that. Like I said, really solid. And to go back to the building of that, they kept Kendall Lamb. They went out of their way to keep Chris Hubbard. 
Uh, they've given themselves options, insurance, and you know you just let the kid play. And I, I really think for an offensive line in general, you run the ball, um, let them go, be physical, let them get in a groove and, and do that. So um, we're down on John Dorsey, that's for sure. He traded for Wyatt Teller about 13 months ago. Looks solid. So um, we'll see. You know, this team paid Jack Conklin a ton of money. They need him to be healthy. They need him to play well. They have every belief that he will. Um, and, and hopefully just taking last week off, will, it, getting the extra time off of that, will allow him to be 100% and go from there. So question, is Port Augustine actually good? Are my eyes deceiving me? You know, Port Augustine is – he's a gifted pass rusher. That's a premium spot. So – you never have enough corners. You never have enough pass rushers. And really, look at the building of this roster. I'm not going to – I think neglected is too strong, but, um, you know, they didn't care about linebacker and safety all that much, right? I, they, they invested a premium pick in, in Grandel, but they did. But Sandejo, uh, one-year deal, can't play anymore. Um, Carl Joseph, one-year deal, prove it. Hasn't really been able to stay healthy, but he has been good when he's played. You know, getting Malcolm Smith off street as a street free agent. B.J. Goodson's had to play way more snaps than you want him to because you haven't had Mac Wilson. You know, I don't know if we'll ever see Sione Takitaki out there again for more than a few snaps. Again, it, it's mystery, but um, the back seven of this defense continues to be a huge alarm. So the defensive line is good, good enough to dominate games. I think Shelton Richardson, uh, first of all, I love the guy. He's a character. He's played his ass off here. Now, um, Larry Ogunjobi always plays his ass off. And you have Miles, who eventually you need to wreck games. You need to give him a lead and give him a chance to tee off. Did that a little bit last week. We'll do that. So, oh, oh one last thing, position by position. The special teams, gosh, guys, um, awful. Tried to upgrade the return game. Kept all your core guys. Kept your special teams coaches. So, in addition to having the kicking disaster, there's been penalties. There's been coverage miscues. And the Bengals do have some of the best return units in the league. But, man, um, that's not off to a good start. So, again, the Browns uh, have a chance to be 2-1. and one. That's all you can ask for. If we're grading them hard, if we're nitpicking, that's a good thing. If we're watching these running backs set milestones and demoralize people, that's a good thing. That'll open everything else. Right now, I think this team can make the playoffs. I'm not saying it will. I need to see much more from the defense. I need to see how this offense continues to grow. I need to see that the quarterback can beat somebody up other than the Bengals. But there's a lot of things in their favor with the schedule, with the run game. If they can stay healthy, that's a big if. We know we know what last Sunday was like around the league, and the Browns were saying to themselves, thank goodness we're at home on the couch today. So um, we'll see. But when you look at a win Sunday, you, you look at the chances later in the year to play some teams that might have mailed it in. And, and you look to the thought that this team was always going to be getting better, always going to need to prove itself through October and November. If you get out of September 2-1, and one, that's a pretty good start. Thanks for listening. Thanks for reading. I'm Zach. We'll talk to you after Sunday's game on Civilized Market.